0: If it what? helps, uh, I've got a sound effects machine for Christmas and my secret Secret's <laughs> so I'm ready to like. start like, really get in there.
1: What was that even supposed to be?
0: <laughs> I think that's supposed to be a part sound. That was close. It goes on for a really long time. Uh, <laughs> A negative sound. <laughs> uh, that's one of my favourites. What was that? It's like it's got a sad face on the box.
1: Is it supposed to go wah 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 wah, but it's going too quick?
0: Yeah, I, I think they probably did the rights to the original wah 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 sound, like TGI Fridays Happy Birthday. <laughs> so they're just like, fuck it, this is. Too-
1: Oh, that's killed, cool, me <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, shall we record an episode of the podcast? Um... <laughs> yes.
0: Podcast. All
1: right. Loved it. It's a shame. I'm going to
0: try and... start with the
1: sphere. i got that set. It's a shame. It's not going to end up in there. <laughs>
0: What I going to do is I'm going to wait until like an hour into recording when you forgot about it And I'm just going to work out the sound machine I
1: can't I can't get over that supposedly being a sad noise <laughs> Yeah
0: Well,
1: <great. sighs> <sighs>
0: I can't be blamed if Barry presses it because he's like wandering around on my desk at the moment
1: Okay Well I'll let him off if he does it but <clears throat> <clears throat> Oh
0: He's stepping on the keyboard no, Barry. <laughs> Don't end the square ball.
1: Ladies and gents, boys and girls, welcome to episode 52 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am your intrepid host, Stacey Taylor, and joining me in this virtual parlour of, uh, you know, imaginary cakes and uh, all the imaginary booze you could want is the lovely Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi. I feel like that intro was really shit, but it's mostly because I've really hurt my throat from laughing so hard. I can't. Uh,
0: I apologise everyone, it's uh, 100% my fault. It is. Yep.
1: Like prior to recording, we've been mostly talking about Bob's Burgers and Sam Machines. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's just gone a bit to pot. I've gone do Lally. Ah, oh, Sam's been here before, so you should know him. And if you don't know him, go back to episode twenty-nine.
0: I know it was twenty. I know I was in the twenties.
1: Yeah I feel like it was 29 but I don't know for sure But it's around there uh, It's a good one that one I entered that one into a competition and everything Because I was like cool I'm proud of this uh, And then I realised that it was really Sam that was doing all the work
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, you're, the, you're the host you know It's like Jimmy Fallon You know, He's not on there to make the jokes He's there to make Will Smith look good So that's what you're doing
1: I, Yeah exactly I'm great me um, hmm. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to preface this recording by saying there's like currently a ridiculous storm going on in Birmingham So um, like this might be a really disjointed episode because my internet could just fall off at any given moment So, uh, And also there could be thunder, who knows There's a person walking past my house with the biggest umbrella I've ever seen No one cares
0: If, if it's not inside <laughs> out, then you're probably okay
1: Yeah, I made the mistake uh, yesterday morning of checking the weather forecast and it said, don't worry, it's not going to rain till 7pm. So I was like gravy, didn't put a coat on, Uh, took a tiny flimsy brolly out with me just in case of drizzle And it dicked down all over my face. I was, I had wet underpants for the entire day that I was sat at work. My skirt was wet. My cardigan was wet. My bra was wet. The only thing that wasn't wet was my fringe because apparently that's all my flimsy brolly could even fucking manage. I was cross. I was pretty cross.
0: So I like, I obsessively rely on this weather app called Dark Sky and I'm like really obsessed with it. Because it gives you, like, 15-minute warnings for rain. It's like, yeah, it's going to rain in, like, 15 minutes. Maybe, like, get a coat or go inside or something. So, like, it's been right so often that I just trust it imperfectly, Even if I look outside and I see it's raining, I'm like, yeah, it's not raining. It'll be all right.
1: <laughs> Do you know, I don't trust any weather app ever because I was once sitting at work watching it snow and the BBC weather website was like, oh, yeah, a bit cloudy with some sunny spells. I'm like, what? Which area of Birmingham are you in? I'm watching it snow <laughs> Anyway, nobody cares about the weather the good, thing about, the good thing about Dark Sky is it has crowd-sourced
0: weather reporting So if you're somewhere and you're like, shit, it's definitely raining You put a <laughs> notification on it that says, it's raining And if it gets enough, it just changes the weather forecast <laughs> Quite fun
1: That's pretty, br- so you could like, try and freak it out by telling it the wrong weather You could be like, fuck hurricane!
0: <laughs> and that's it
1: I don't want to fuck a hurricane Hey, <laughs> should please we talk think, about please something? make sure your
0: children are not listening to this podcast.
1: <laughs> or if they are, just...
0: they're sufficiently lit up to understand it.
1: <laughs> there was, uh, do you know the other day I was at my sister's house, recovering from having had explosive diarrhea the day before from eating too many cream cakes. <laughs> and I put on some episodes of Rick and Morty while, um, while Lexi was asleep, my little niece who's like just over one years old. And um, one year old, why did I pluralise it? And uh, and she woke up during it, and my niece, Lexi, is the kind of kid that literally never sits down. Like, even in the bath, she runs up and down the bath, like, she's just never sitting still. And she just <laughs> sat, sat and watched a whole episode of Rick and Morty. I was like, oh, she's a brilliant baby. And I got really overexcited. And then I remembered that he swears all the time, and that because it was on the Blu-ray, it wasn't censored like it is on the telly. And, uh, yeah. So she'll probably not put that she's on in front of her again.
0: She's one. They don't really get words until they're, like, eight or something. <laughs> yeah, so... but they can
1: still repeat words. She has already said shit because my mum said it too many times in front of her. And bugger, <laughs> which is a weird word. Like, I don't know why, but my entire family have always, like, when there's been kids around, they've always gone, oh, who's the little bugger? Oh, bug juice and stuff. And I'm like, isn't that super inappropriate? Like, like super inappropriate. <laughs> How is that acceptable <laughs> to just call a kid any way? Sam. <laughs> <laughs> should we talk about some pop culture? Yeah, I think we should. I think we should.
0: Uh, it, should it should be as relevant as possible, uh, <laughs> rather than... I remember last time, I think I spent a very long time shouting about how I met your mother, <laughs> which had ended like six months previous. But I was still mad.
1: Do you know, I'm still mad about that. And the other day, it's actually ruined watching older episodes of, of How I Met Your Mother for me. Because uh, I watched yeah, it the other like, day and I was oh, like, I no. meet his
0: mother and be like, no, nah, I don't actually love you as much as this other bitch who sacked me off for my mate. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Ted was, it was the worst character in I Met anyway. We all knew it. It was, it was pretty written. Robin was the second worst.
1: See I quite liked Ted because I thought he was adorable. He was a bit of a knob, but he was an adorable knob. But yeah, Robin just made me cross like all the time. <laughs>
0: so anyway, The Flash. <laughs> CW is The Flash. Yeah, man. I, I need to preface our conversation with the fact that I don't think you watch Arrow anymore, right?
1: Yeah, and no, I, I haven't I, watched it for a I while.
0: I mean, I it off. Ooh. So I uh, I watch all of it. <laughs> I watch Arrow, I watch Legends of Tomorrow, which is I would say, at best, good; at worst, aggressively mediocre. <laughs> uh, and I watch—I watch Supergirl and Flash. Right. So uh, Supergirl is the cheesiest, funnest, most cheesy fun. Like you, you—it's like the slush puppy of television. <laughs> like when anything bad happens, it like you're like, oh, it's fine because she's Supergirl, so she'll be like oh, I'm Supergirl, and I'm the best. And you're like, yeah, that's actually how that works. <laughs> uh, it's a great show. It looks very, very nice. So, you know, there's a worry that the quality and look of the show will go down now that its budget is probably about 10% of what it was. And, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I mean, like, I, I watched all of those shows. The Supergirl Flash crossover episode was possibly my TV highlight
1: of this year. It was good. Uh, did you watch that? Yeah. I did. I um. I gave up on um. I gave up on Arrow yonks ago, and I <laughs> I gave up on Legends of Tomorrow, not realising there was only about three episodes left, and then watched the finale. <laughs> so it was like oh, what a knob. I uh, didn't like that either, and I gave up on Supergirl as well.
0: So Supergirl took some time to come into its own, really.
1: No, see um, now. I found it was the other way around. I really enjoyed the pilot, and I really enjoyed the first few episodes. But the more it went on, or Kat, up... or Jimmy, or his missus, or her sister, or anything else, I was just like, I just love watching uh, Melissa Benoist like flying around, being all happy, and then punching a the thing in the face, and then occasionally Martian Manhunter. <coughs> Hello, it's Stace here, um, just to do a bit of an apology As you can probably hear from that last sentence The sound took a turn for the weather-induced worst A little bit there And unfortunately I've lost about a ten minute chunk of conversation here To a sort of nightmare-inducing, horrendous, static, backwards-talking, echoey Horrendous mess of a bit of foil And I can't quite figure out what happened to it It's uh, It's insanely creepy and completely unlistenable Judging by where the conversation starts again, I have a feeling it was mostly me ranting about how I hate Arrow, particularly its flashbacks, for many reasons, one of which includes the terrible, terrible weeks, but mostly that I just don't really care about what was went, go, went on in the past, you know, outside of a little bit of island backstory. I'm not that interested, unfortunately, Ollie. So yeah, I'm going to throw you straight back into where the conversation picks back up. But I do just want to apologise for the break and to Sam for the little bit that's missing. And also just to say that uh, I'm really sorry about the sound in general in this episode. I didn't think the storm was affecting it that bad and Sam was coming through loud and clear for me. So I don't really know what happened here, but hopefully you can let me off because I'm cute.
0: Uh, The wigs are. (laughs) Especially... Go and watch the John. Um, oh, what's his face. John Barrowman flashback episode, oh, which hence. I think is in season three, where you see nineties John Barrowman with Dawson's Creek hair, which is one hundred percent the Ollie wig from season one, dyed black, and it is incredible on so many levels. Oh. It, I, like, if you if if you had rotating album art for your podcast episodes. It needs to be John Barrowman in this wig. It is... It looks like he's got a hair made of crab that's just, like, living (laughs) on his hair. It's, like, not even remotely lifelike or attached. Like, the colours are slightly different. It's just awful. It is, like... A primary school costume director for the nativity would be like, Mmm, is that realistic enough, though? That's... It's it, when it came on, I was just like, "Somebody give the wig department an Arrow a raise." They've either caught onto the meme and are now exclusively making bad wigs, or just—I don't know—they've just given up on fuck, giving a fuck <laughs> about their wig like standards on their show.
1: It's—it's—it's
0: it's, so it's, it's incredible. I—I—I I, I, like. It just needs to be something that everyone has to see. In their life,
1: I'm gonna um, tweet it later. I'll tweet it later.
0: It's it's just incredible. It, like, the 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 scene like the first scene when you see it is great as well. Like everything's great about it. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Arrow. So they fixed the bad wigs problem this year, which is genuinely distressing. No, because there is no wig wearing character in season four.
1: Well, that's just
0: cheat. They send Ollie to the island, and he's got that like shit mullet, and then like. The, the, they sent him back to the island and there were, like, evil mercenaries who were also wizards on the island and, like, they just cut his hair back to current season Ollie hair. Aww. And I was like, this is... They specifically said that this is the fourth year out of five years he's away from, the, he's on, away from Star City. And in the pilot of the show, he's got, like, a two-foot beard <laughs> and dreadlocks.
1: <laughs> you don't grow that in a year? Maybe. So, he's, like... So full of testosterone and awesomeness that he he does grow that in a year.
0: Yeah, weirdly, I feel like he's had all of his testosterone replaced with bestosterone for being the best at everything. He's like <laughs> he's get he's like Mary Sue levels of being the best at everything now. <laughs> like the bit when he like he loses a fight to Ra's al Ghul in like season three halfway through, and it's a very cool twist. Like you think that he might kind of be dead, but then they reveal it instantly that he's not essentially wasting all of the story drama that they could have had. And then, like, at the end of the season, it's kind of a taut, tense battle, but, like, he kills Ra's al Ghul. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched Arrow. Uh, and he, like, he kills him. But then in, like, season four, people are like, oh, yeah, let's take... to oh uh, 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 Like, Oliver's like, I killed Ra's al Ghul. The fuck have you got on me? Like, there's so many times where he's like... I killed Razal Al Ghoul. Like you're some like generic foot soldier. It's just like, why are you trying?
1: <laughs> this is one of the things that's always bothered me a bit about a lot of these sort of TV shows and sometimes movies, is they'll build something up as such a big bad that once it gets defeated it's like, Well nothing's a threat to this person who's defeated it now. Like to to sort of follow that up with Damian Dark, who is the lamest lame that ever lamed in Lamesville. I mean yeah, fucking but it's still hell.
0: McDonough. Playing a legit mental the whole time. <laughs> I'll watch Neil Madonna in anything, even Minority Report, which was a great movie. That Neil Madonna had like three scenes in, but really stood out because he looks super abnormal in real life. And like, the show was great. Not show, movie. Anyway, Neil Madonna was great as Damien Dart. Because you you got kind of the whole thing that they were like, yeah, last year's film was pretty like serious and like dour. Neil, could you just, I don't know, Jeff Goldblum it a bit?
1: <laughs> I feel like I should have stuck with Arrow really because Rich watches it still. So I still see bits and like the bits that I see just seem to make me more and more angry. But I feel like maybe it's because I wasn't seeing the right bits. Like, I saw the bit when... Oh, this is going to be so spoilery. I saw the bits when Felicity got crippled. And then I saw the bit where she got uncrippled. And I was like, what's (laughs) the fucking point in that? And like, CW, like,
0: fucking stick with something, please.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not only that, but it's just, like, it takes all the tension away from any sort of conflict ever. If, like, people can come back from the dead and we can fix paralyzed people now and like everything's just like Ooh, here's this bit of tech that does a thing mm-hmm. and now you're fine because um, that made me cross in uh, Captain America Civil War when it was like the stakes. somebody in that movie should have fucking died, we've got superheroes versus other superheroes going to town like one of you needs to be doing a dead, Uh, but no we just got a sort of crippling but then not really. Yeah,
0: you know uh, robo stilts or whatever <laughs>
1: Robo leg the Legs is probably a
0: better word than stilts I feel like <laughs> legs is probably more representative <laughs> Like if they just like Stumped his legs at the knee And like put some stilts on there and I could us, have really got behind that
1: 12 foot tall
0: <laughs> Yeah just It's he's still, he's still Don Cheadle Who looks so old he Is does, it weird that he? Don Cheadle looks so old in I mean, that He
1: looks really old He
0: looks like he could be like Robert Downey Jr.'s son in Iron Man 2. And then, like, in Civil War, he's like, I remember the real Civil War. <laughs> like, Cataract is like, shit, I'm, like, 85. Damn, Don Cheadle. Like, sort
1: this out. I said this on the last episode, but, man, my absolute favourite scene of that movie was just, like, Captain America versus helicopter. <laughs> oh, blimey. Rippling muscles in hell. <laughs> Uh, talking about the real
0: secret best scene in that movie where Winter Soldier and Falcon are just slowly nodding after Steve gets some for the first <laughs> time in two movies. <laughs> just their relationship is so good, like how oh, can you move your seat forward? No. <laughs> just the way they like their relationship is so great, like the opposite of buddy cop that they have going on. I just I just want to Vulcan and a soldier movie and I want it right now and I want the whole movie for them to, to be them like handcuffed together like a really awful comedy
1: <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen unfortunately <laughs> yeah.
0: they're, they're handcuffed together against oh man I'm trying to think of a terrible Captain America villain Batrock. Batch the Leaper he's not terrible how dare Pretty you bad. How he's a French guy who jumps you? and is okay at kicking
1: He's leg die every day, mate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Matrock never skips leg day.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, what's become of us? Um, (laughs) We were talking about Flash. (laughs) Yeah, so the Flash is really good.
0: Apart from the fact that I don't think I've ever seen a main character in a TV show make more bad decisions than Barry Allen. Because I tell you Possibly what. Dawson From Dawson's Creek
1: I tell the, One of the so far On his I'm not even kidding
0: He's like Nine
1: off the ground He's terrible I am um, The thing about The Flash <laughs> Is that like Overall I absolutely love it That yeah, yeah There is a lot of stuff That happens in it That like Conveniently requires people Particularly Barry To just be stupid <laughs> like, like really really stupid And you're like oh I thought you were better than this Also I completely forgot that Iris Had a job until like the last episode When she <laughs> ran a story on something I was like oh yeah you have a purpose <laughs> I entirely forgot I
0: that Barry has a job All the time because he
1: doesn't seem to go there or do it. Well, the thing uh, is, they they had that one episode where they showed him like going to the lab and zipping around and getting all of his like lab work done, so then he could spend the day at Star Labs. And I'm like, yeah, but surely someone must like phone you occasionally and be like, yeah, Barry, you got the results of this, or like, hey, Barry, I'm <laughs> sending over a urgent, like buds or something. And he he's not even there. And I'm like, surely Barry, I you have your line, that. but called you called your
0: line, but you're not you're not logged in. <laughs> uh, are you in the office? Uh yeah. Give me a like, I'm on the office now. <laughs> but also, they they in the beginning of season one, two, fucking uh, like Harrison Wells, the like evil Harrison Wells, yep. bequeathed star labs to Barry in his will, and that's never come up again. Oh yeah. Barry owns a football stadium-sized science lab with a large hadron collider in it, which is. <laughs> Still broken two years after the particle accelerator blast. <laughs> and no one ever says, like, this is a real eyesore Barry Maybe like, sort it out. You own this. <laughs> or <it."
1: laughs> well, maybe you could do something with it that's not have it a secret there for... Actually, it's like a secret prison.
0: Yeah. Well, like, on the other side of that, is he paying Cisco's salary? Like, Caitlin had that other job for, like, two weeks and then just turned back up without ever saying anything.
1: I've never thought know. about the logistics of the pay scheme at Star Labs, but now I'm thinking about it too much.
0: <laughs> I honestly think about shit like that all the time. Where does all the Queen get his money from? Because he's not rich anymore.
1: They did away with that. Do you know, I mean, this is a thing. Like People always laugh at me because they're like, Stace, you're watching a program about like superheroes and wizards and ninjas, like fucking chill your beans. But like, I get... Like, <laughs> it was when they got the new... Like a uh, computer lab Arrow, thing okay. set up in Arrow, yeah. And it was just like 53,000 computers and screens that, like, literally nobody is looking at, but they're constantly running with stuff on them. So and extensive. then, yeah, and then Felicity's just like tappity tap oh in the top secret FBI files of thingy thing tapity tap i've just printed everything off for you and you're just like hold on a minute <laughs> the fuck like, is put this it on his tablet like save the
0: rainforest i'm
1: fuck. just thinking i'm just thinking more than more than how they got that stuff in the first place is like that's got to generate a fairly hefty electricity bill like that's going to draw attention uh
0: they output. probably use raised dwarf star matter which is 100% of the MacGuffin of the, the CCTV universe. Oh no, its armor is made of dwarf star alloy. And everyone's like, oh, Ray, you shit. You should have just kept this to yourself. <laughs> My bullets can't pierce their dwarf star alloy. And everyone just looks at Ray like, fuck man, you're so bad at this. <laughs>
1: I feel bad for Ray because I liked him when he was in Arrow. And then he went into Legends of Tomorrow and just became a sad sack.
0: <sighs> oh, he was not very good in that show.
1: No, I not at all. I
0: watched that show exclusively for Leonard Smart, a.k.a. Yep. Captain Gold.
1: Obviously. Uh,
0: and uh, uh, what's it, Rory and his really bad impression of David Tennant as Angry Doctor Who. Yeah. But without any of the bits where he wasn't angry. And uh, oh, Jackson. And basically, both Arthur Firestorm, were right. Victor Garber and Jackson. Both of Arthur was spontaneously semi-rubbish.
1: <laughs> I had two major problems with the Legends of Tomorrow outside of a lot of the terrible, terrible acting. Um, there's a really
0: bad logistical problem, which I'm sure you'll bring up, but I'll tell it if you don't. Uh,
1: well, I was gonna say maybe I won't because there's the two things that bothered me was was firstly. The idea of like, like chasing what's his face, um, Savage through time to like stop him from killing Rory's. Who is it? What's his name? Rip Hunter. there you go. Rip Hunter's Rip Hunter, family. Um, but then turning around and saying that they can't save Laurel once at the end really made me cross because I was like, I'm not even that bothered because I think she's shit and I'm kind of glad she's dead. But yeah. <laughs> but it's a bit harsh to turn around to her into a sister and go, you know how we've just spent literal months and like changed timelines and whatnot. To save my family, your family can fucking suck my dick. <laughs> Proper. <laughs> just doesn't give even a slight shit, which made me really cross. And the other thing that made me cross is um the number of times that Hawk Girl said the words. You know, just a couple of months ago, I used to be a barista, and I wasn't this like hawk woman, and I didn't have this like hawk boyfriend who I've never fucking met. So I, like, cut me some fucking slack, yeah. And I'm like. We know. Uh, we got it the
0: first three times.
1: Yeah, man, we six know. you
0: like, oh, six months ago, I was just a barista. And I was like, yeah, six months ago, I fucking ate you in the flash as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't
1: think, like, I think she's terrible. I think White Canary's pretty terrible.
2: Um,
0: uh, uh, she could be worse. She could she, be the Black She canary. could be
1: worse. Why, Why? whenever she's White like Canary, is her hair automatically greasy? That happen. I think
0: that's just because she
1: doesn't shower. No, but it, it's fine when she's not like Canary. It's only when. It's like she goes, I'm going to slick back my hair, except not, I'm just going to put gel in a it.
0: Bit, a bit. It's
1: weird. Uh, she's
0: super. And am slash Clark But she has an
1: secret <laughs> identity, and she's in the 70s for a reason. Oh, that was the other thing that bothered me, is, like, Hawk Girl knows that her Hawk boyfriend is going to get resurrected at some point and find her, and they're going to be, like, bumping uglies fairly soon. But then yeah. she, her and Ray just, like, fall for each other, even though they've got zero chemistry and barely seem to yeah. even like each other for the most part. And, like, within two years, he was going to marry her. Like what re- what relationship is this? Just because you got dumped in the past and you like you decide not to bother making friends and like relationships in the seventies, you just think, oh we may as well pork each other. Like <laughs> what is this? I dunno. I didn't like it very much at all. Except like Let's the cu- talk
0: about the serious logistical problem of that show. Go on. Okay guys. I've got two away teams and one character that needs to be t- together with another character to be useful in any way. Uh, Jacks you go on this team, Ray, you go on the other team with Professor Stein. And it's like, no! Professor Stein and Jacks together at all times! At all times! times. You're not like, oh, I need peanut butter and jelly to make this sandwich, so I'm gonna have this peanut butter in my house, and then the jelly will be in Germany. And then at some point I'll have a sandwich. No, oh, practically terrible.
1: It is insanely stupid, especially considering that both of them are basically useless on their own. Like, yeah. even if, like, it, you could kind of understand it perhaps if they needed Professor Stein to do something sciency, and like, they've got race. Oh yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I was thinking, like, perhaps, you know, if Jax was like a really skilled fighter or something, you'd be like, okay, fair play. He's going to go off and do the brawn part, and he'll go off and do the brain part.
0: He's a car mechanic and an injured college football player. <laughs> like,
1: and at some
0: point, they're like, oh, you can work out how to repair my 28th century time drive. And 20 minutes later, he's like, yeah, I think I've got it. So, like, no. <laughs> you have to do like a correspondence course to repair cars with computers. You can't fucking, like, go, yeah, this time drive looks very similar to a Mazda V8, so. (laughs) There are fucking pistons in that time drive. They need to go to the time future and sort something out. Like, oh, that show has so many plot holes and, like, really stupid coincidences. Yeah. And, like, the time travel rules are bad. Like, when Rip's like, oh, yeah. I tried to kill that savage before he was savage, and I failed, so I can't go back in time again. And it's like, did you not go, like three years earlier and go, yeah, I think we can do this? They went to the studies, like, eight times.
1: (laughs) Well, the thing is, I was giving it a pass for the time travel, because I get easily confused by time travel as it is. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to... Not care about the time travel. I'm just going to accept that whatever happens, happens and just enjoy it that way. But I couldn't even do that because it didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> None oh, of it made we can't any do this. sense.
0: Rip, time is solidifying. Oh, okay. oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting
0: there watching the show and I was like, all you needed was a whiteboard with like in the corners of each of them, like one timeline. And in each corner it says Jackson and the Professor are together at all times. <laughs> and then in like the other corner it's like if you you have an hour to stop to, to change time again, or like it locks out certain periods, they're like they're like fucking Doctor Who stuff, where it's like, oh, this is an important moment in time, so no one can travel there. But that's not how it works. Like <laughs> you're not like in a car and you're like, oh. This motorway is an important motorway, so only the fastest of cars can go on it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I just don't. They they have these bullshit rules for why time travel exists. They should just be like, yeah, um, those places are time locked by the time masters. They have a special time lock, and they can lock all the times.
1: Done. The thing about locked time that I don't understand either is there's no reasoning for which bits are protected. Like, why would time be like, Well, let Rip Hunter, like, knock around possibly trying to save his family, but fuck Laurel Ants.
0: Like, oh, I don't think time was locked. I think they just said it wouldn't be a good idea. <laughs> like, they'd obviously... Rip Hunter is, like, on the forums, and he's totally aware of, of the the opinion of Laurel Lampson is like, do you know what? I don't think this is a good idea. I think season five is better off. We're going to hire this Spanish guy to play a weird superhero who's called, like, R- Riding Bull or something. They announced it today. They've got a new hothead vigilante.
1: Oh, that sounds original.
0: Um, uh, I mean... He's actually a DC character. I'm going to look at what he's called because it made me laugh. There go. Because
1: I know then there's, there's like, our definitely in it, isn't he? Because he pops up at the end of... Yeah, the guy from Suits. And he's actually a good actor
0: in, in like, that thing that he does doing that thing that he is. <laughs> uh, Citizen Steel is going to be in Legends of Tomorrow. Citizen two. Steel? What? Uh, Rick Gonzalez has been cast as New Vigilante joining Team Arrow, DC Comics character Wild Dog. <laughs> I'll let that sit, sit with you. It's not Wildcat, <laughs> Wild Dog. Also, Who is in, the show, <laughs> uh, in the show, Wild Dog will be a hero with a reckless and cocksure nature that prompts Oliver to take him under his wing. Of course it does. I, I feel like every CW TV show is like, new character is introduced, which forces the main character to take him under his wing.
1: I'm so excited to see that.
0: I mean, as much as I can complain and laugh about Arrow and Legends and Flash. And Supergirl to an extent. Although I feel like Supergirl has way less problems than all of those shows put together. Uh, apart from the fact that no one names their son Winslow. If your name is Winslow, you're not like, yeah, Winslow's a pretty chill name. <laughs> I'll call my son Winslow.
1: <laughs> it never even crops dad. up in the conversation. I know about 10 women at the moment who are either like just have just had kid or about to have kid, not one of them's even thought about Winslow.
0: <laughs> and then say you you drawn the shortest fucking straw of all the time and your name is Winslow Shot Junior. If your dad murders a shit ton of people, it's a pretty distinctive name, you're not like, yeah, I'm not gonna depol this. I'm just gonna say it's Winslow Shot Junior for the rest of my <laughs> living days. And we're gonna change it to like Dave Bowen, like...
1: We have a doctor in Birmingham called Dr. S. Strange, and I really want to find out if his first name's Stephen.
0: There's not that many S first names. It's either Sam or Stephen, or something bullshit like Sebastian. Ah! Piece of shit, cat!
1: For a minute there, you made a noise that sounded very akin to what happened to me once when I was recording and a giant spider ran into my vision. <laughs> I was like, no! to
0: it me it when I was on Geek Syndicate. And, I'm like, I'm, a hor- I'm like a real horrible arachnophobe. And I literally started screaming and swearing and shouting. Yeah. And then I killed it with uh, the comic that I had on my lap to discuss with Barry and Dave. And I... It was they they were dying with laughter, and they left it in the episode.
1: <laughs> I um the problem with mini spiders is that I'm so scared of them that I can't even get close enough to kill them with anything. So if I'm in the house by myself and I can't I definitely can't catch them and throw them out there. So if I'm in the house by myself and there is a spider, what happens is a sort of standoff for about like 15 minutes where i just i'm not going in that
0: far house
1: yeah just what i'm just like thinking i'm just gonna stare at it i wonder if i could stare it to death no that's not working um okay how do i run downstairs and get the vacuum before it moves what if i just stare at it some more <laughs> this goes on for a really long time
0: now i have a cat i'm like barry you're gonna eat the spiders right and he looks at the spider and just like turns his nose up a bit and like essentially does the cat version of flipping me off, which is walking away.
1: What a little bitch. I am, um, Rich made me watch, uh, cause for some reason, me and Rich are really into watching top tens of things on YouTube. You know, when you've got like a spare 10 minutes and you're like, fucking... it. Yeah. Um, and we for some reason, Rich made me watch a top 10 video game spiders. <laughs> I was like, you ah. fucking dick. <laughs>
0: Was number one the lava spider from Devil May Cry?
1: I actually can't remember what number one was because I was too busy every time just going, no, no, <laughs> no, no, why does that exist? Etc. Exactly.
0: They were wrong if it wasn't the lava spider from Devil May Cry. The best part of it is because it full on talks in like an English accent, but it's a spider made of lava.
1: What?
0: It's good.
1: I can't accept it. Me and Rich no, watched a movie a day.
0: It. it was great
1: Me and Rich watched a movie the other day And I say me and Rich watched it What I mean is Rich watched a movie the other day And I had the monumental shit in the middle of it And missed a good 40 minutes um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, I think It's a good one I assume you know, really
1: <laughs> But it was, it was called Enemy And I don't know if you've ever seen it What's It was Enemy I want to say Jake Gyllenhaal But now I'm questioning my own no, it definitely is Jake Gyllenhaal, and um, it sort of ends. And I'm going to spoil this because it makes no sense anyway. But there's like it's like a sexy, thrillery, intriguing thing. Like basically, he plays like a professor at a university who finds out that there's an actor who looks exactly like him, and he becomes sort of obsessed with finding out more about him and trying to meet him and his missus and stuff. And that, like it's a weird film because you can't quite tell if it's actually just the same person being a mental with like disassociative identity disorder or something or whether it's like actually two people and one of them's just a massive dick bag but like at the end of the movie that like, bearing in mind i did miss a fair bit but there's a bit of a running theme of spiders like it starts with the actor war version of jake gyllenhaal in a sexy club where like a woman is doing wow, a sexy dance so cool. No, get this, this is the least sexy thing I've ever heard. She's like doing a sexy dance and then almost crushes like a tarantula under a shoe and then that's the end of the sexy party. I was like, that's a bit weird. But right at the end of the movie, one of the Jake Gyllenhaals, and you're not 100% sure which one it is, walks into a room where his wife should be and instead the room is literally filled with a room-sized tarantula that backs up the corner, afraid of him. End of movie. I mean, What? I am. Um, I have no idea whether or not I liked this movie. Partly because I missed bits, but mostly because um, I don't know what the fuck happened. And I asked Richard Bailey. I was like, "Did I miss a lot in those forty minutes? I was having a poo." And he was like, "Yeah, but also no." <laughs> so I don't think he knew what was going on either. <laughs> I said, "Were there any more spiders?" And he was like, "There was a giant one that walked across the city." And I was like, "Right, I'm out."
0: <laughs> I'm glad I didn't watch this.
1: Yeah, it just Good it's idea. weird. Hold on. It's one of those movies that I think I think it's probably saying something so clever that I can't get it, or it's trying to appear as though it's saying something clever to bamboozle you, but actually it's just a yeah. film of stupid things that happen.
0: Uh, I, I, I didn't have uh, any desire to watch it before, got to say.
1: <laughs> oh, fucking um, hell, and, sorry. Uh... <laughs> a moth just literally landed on my face. <laughs> What the fuck, nature? You little shit. Sorry. While
0: you were describing that episode, that movie, I was like, my chest hurts from where Barry climbed up it.
1: I looked under my shirt, and there's huge bloody claw marks all across my body. Your cat does not want you to record this episode.
0: (laughs) No, he really likes it when other people know that he causes me pain, clearly. (laughs) He's a sadist like all cats.
1: Yeah, I don't trust a cat.
0: I, I semi trust Barry because he's kind of predictable. He just wants to be on top of or as high as he can be. He's currently sitting on the windowsill, looking at seagulls flying past. I'm like, Barry, you're like five months old. You can't take a seagull. <laughs> also, you're pure white. You're gonna be spotted like a kid, the opposite of a noodle in a haystack. <laughs> also, we're talking about the Flash. I haven't mentioned my cat. I've mentioned to you, but not to me. Listeners at home That my cat is called Barry Allen Or Bartholomew J. Allen To use his full name But my girlfriend Refuses to Say his real name She calls him Barry
1: I once had a fish That I named Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington After Nearly Headless Nick From Harry Potter Right That's a true fact for you Uh, Because I was a stupid kid
0: Guys, breaking news. Actual news that is breaking. Ooh. They've cast the fucking hot old dude from Teen Wolf as Superman on Supergirl.
1: Oh, I noticed this earlier, and then I was like... I don't know who that guy is, and so I just carried on with my day.
0: (laughs) All right, so you know how you feel about Arrow and Flash and how they're great, but they have their flaws?
2: Yeah.
0: Teen Wolf is 100% exactly that. Right. So... Teen Wolf is made by MTV. Suspend your disbelief. Mm. It is brilliant. It's based on the Michael J. Fox movie Teen Wolf, (laughs) but instead of basketball, they play lacrosse. And it's not a comedy. (laughs) It's fucking deadly serious in like a CW drama way, where there's like, uh, the alpha of the wolf pack is like really important storyline. That's like, uh, I would recommend you watch Teen Wolf. Like, Mm. 100%. 100%. It get, sounds get, it in, terrible. get it on board. Get it in system. <laughs> it sounds terrible and it should be terrible, but it is 100% the best. It's like the best example of a CW TV show. It's not even made by CW.
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
0: And it's like, like, they're all like, oh, I'm conflicted because as a werewolf, I kind of watch like to murder people a bit, but then like, as a human, I'm like, mm, against it. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's so good, like, they they start off with the concept of alphas and betas in packs. So there's, like, the betas are just, like, generic, like, jobber werewolves. But then you have the uh, alphas who are, like, they're stronger, and each alpha has, like, a power. So, like, when they become the alpha, they evolve into a werewolf and they get a slightly cooler power. So, like, for example, the first alpha you meet can turn into a giant wolf. Hulk style or not like Big wolf, it's tables. So you can turn into this giant fuck off wolf. And then like there's like you meet like the in like season three or whatever, they get the villains are like, the alpha pack, which are a pack of alphas, led by the Alpha of Alphas. So they're like
1: How do you get more alpha than Alpha?
0: He's called the Demon Wolf and he's blind, but he's evil. He's really good. He's like also, all the characters have amazing names. Uh, the Demon Wolf Guy, oh, what's his name? A It's yes.
2: like, it's
0: no. all good. It's so, oh, like, it's so good and it's so emo. And like, they start introducing, like, other were shit. There's like a were hyena now and, like, a were cheater. And like, it's great. 100% <laughs> worth watching. It's, it's, I, I'm honestly not even joking. Like, anyone who's watching, listening to this podcast, should watch the first season of Team Wolf. And if you're not like, fuck, they just killed off all these characters I like. Why is everyone dead? Then you, know, you, you just have no heart or soul. Because it's the best bad TV show that is on television.
1: I might no bad wigs,
0: but it's still pretty good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are there any just bad regular hairdos? Because that'd do me, to be honest.
0: There's some weird tattoo choices. Uh, like one of the guys The guy who was playing Superman in Supergirl uh, Who is a great casting for that uh, He actually just looks like Young Dean Cain Which I'm really on board with
1: well, Fair play
0: uh, Although I have never, I've ever seen him clean shaven
1: I Do you know when I looked at the picture earlier I said to Rich I can't have a bearded soup so that's, not, that's not what I want in my life
0: So I've been reading Action comics Let's talk about comic books Let's I do guess. that I've been reading action comics from the New 52, mm-hmm. and for huge swathes of it, he's got a beard.
1: He has, like, hasn't he?
0: He kind of goes to space a bit, and then, like, they don't have razors in space. And he gets back and he's like, yeah, I'm just keeping it.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. And it's weird, because I usually enjoy a good bit of face fuzz, but no, yeah. not on soups.
0: I, I I don't know. I like the pre-52 Superman with his beard. Uh, That's a pretty good time. So... I mean, I don't want to. I don't know how. I don't want to go too deep into spoilers because I expect a lot of your lot of your fans are are big comic book readers. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
0: But they're like, obviously, I think everyone knows that with DC Rebirth, the original pre New Fifty Two Superman is back as a new character or separate character, and he's brought Chris Kent and Lois Lane from his universe across to the New 52. And he's got a fucking sweet beard. Like, <laughs> really, like, combed. It looks great. It's like, I don't know, Blackbeard in Fables, like, proper, like, really nicely put together beard. Mm, Classic beard. He's, yeah. And he's just like, he's like, yeah. I'm, he's not, like, pretending to be Clark Kent or anything. Like, they're living on a farm or something somewhere. He's not pretending to be Clark Kent. He's just, like, Superman with a beard. And they're just using other names. <laughs> And everyone was like, sure, you, know you look a lot like it like this suit like you're super built and you've got black hair and blue eyes, which isn't very common. And you look exactly like Superman but with a beard. <laughs> no one ever says that.
1: No one ever says that about anyone with disguisey secret lives either though, do they? Like, oh he's put his glasses on, where's Superman gone? <laughs> Clark, when did See, you get here?
0: I like the I like the Clarkhead Superman thing. Uh, I'll defend it to the end of my days by saying that he specifically plays up as Clark Kent so that people just wouldn't people just don't look at him and Superman in the same way. Mm. And like uh, the Christopher Reeve movies are great for that because he's so different as Clark Kent and Superman. They they are actually they look different. Like he's hunched over, he's doing facial expressions. Like in my imagination, the comic Superman is just better at doing that than even Christopher Reeve is. Mm. So I'm not against that. Not, not as much as Oliver Queen. <laughs> the least secret secret identity of all time. I am uh, like <laughs> green arrow rebirth. He just straight up brings some people back to his flat. He's like, <laughs> Oh I saved your life. Oh, but you look like you could do with a bath and a change of clothes. So Gotta come back to my flat. It's kind of at the top of a slice with fucking queen written on the front. <laughs> but I'm not Oliver Queen, I promise. Also I'm not wearing a mask and there's pictures of me everywhere because I'm a fucking celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Black Harris, like, you just took us back to your house. You didn't even, like, think about your secret identity. He's like, no, I guess I didn't. And I was like,
1: yeah, I got
0: that, like, fucking hours ago. God, you're terrible at this.
1: I always thought it was funny in the Flash TV show when he does that wobbly thing with his voice, but sounds exactly the same. Mm. How, like, he's talking yeah. to Iris and I'm like, how do you not know, you stupid, bent.
0: Yeah, if I was like, if I called up my girlfriend and did a funny voice, she'd be like, hey, Sam, stop fucking doing that." <laughs> she, would, she, she, might be like, ooh, Flash, you sound so sexy."
1: <laughs> what a sexy vibrato you've got going on.
0: Yeah, although I have to admit that it was that I loved the use of that for the time when they specifically didn't use it with Patty. That was like proper emotional moment. Like yeah. also get fucked Iris, bring Patty back. Yeah, she
1: was, Patty was, I was so cross with, uh, we've gone backwards, but oh well. I was so cross (laughs) with how she was treated because she was, she's infinitely better than Iris and she has good motivations and she's got a really good character. But then she was stupid as fuck because she absolutely should have noticed that he was the Flash like well before she did. And then, She did that annoying thing where she was like... For a moment there, she was like, if you tell me to stay, I'll stay. And I'm like, don't give up your fucking dreams for some silly bastard who's hung hung up on his sort of sister. Like, ugh! That's still weird. It's really weird. They don't
0: play that
1: up very much, but it is weird. It's so weird. And I hate the fact that their relationship now seems to be entirely based on no actual feelings, but knowing that they're together in the future. Like, everything Iris has said this series has not been like, oh, I actually love you, or, oh, I'm actually concerned. It's been like, oh, it's weird knowing that we're married in the future, isn't it? I guess we should probably, I don't know, have a date?
0: Yeah, let's just, you know, bone down and see what happens. Like, that's not how, that's not how it works. But, I mean, well, actually, the one thing we forgot to talk about is what's most exciting and interesting about the CW TV shows, which is that they're doing Flashpoint.
1: yeah. That's really exciting.
0: I think that, and I said this to, my buddy and I watch Flash, like, basically in a Facebook chat, talking to each other every (laughs) week. And like, we're very, we're both also really into Arrow. Although he usually gets behind on Legends and I try to keep up, but he got behind on that this season. Anyway, so we're both really big into all four shows. And I was, and like, he knows what Flashpoint is because he's watched the DC animated movie of it. And I was like, this is, this is fucking how they do it. Like, they do a, like, crisis on infinite earth, but merge it with flashpoint, and like, and like, Superman dies saving the world, and that's why, and I was like, and that's how they can use Tom Welling, but now Tom Welling's, it's not gonna be him, it's gonna be Tyler Hoakland, which is fine, but like, I feel like Tyler Hoechlin probably wants to do more than just, like, two episodes. <laughs> and
1: then uh, die.
0: And then die. Which is the exact right way to use that character in Supergirl because she needs the motivation of having Clark being dead, but she, we also, the Arrow slash Flash universe cannot deal with two Kryptonians being in it. Yeah. So he's got to die. Well, I was going to say,
1: there's also the problem of the fact that. Yeah, there's also the problem of the fact that like, if he exists, there's not an awful lot of like real threat to stuff because it's like, oh, we'll just call Superman in. It's a a lot. That's a a lot of the reason why I haven't really got on with Supergirl because, do you know who I feel sorry for? That guy that they've had sort of playing the back of Superman's head or (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that poor chap. Yeah, Superman's leg or Superman with the sun shining really brightly behind him, so you can't see his face. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that poor chap.
0: Aww. He's like, Gu- guys, can I be on camera this week? No. No, you-, you just need to throw a blanket on and we'll speed it up.
1: <gasps> oh my gosh, are you having Superman on next series? Yes. Oh.
0: Yeah, we haven't cast you, Dave. We got the weird old guy from Teen Wolf <laughs> who was like, never really said that he wasn't at the high school, but he turned up at the high school a lot and he was clearly 25 and also with want maybe in season one I and mean, then that just went away a little bit but all I'm saying is if he a great show everyone should watch it <laughs> but okay so here's my my vision for season three of Flash five of Arrow and two of Supergirl and Legends is that it is a fucking uh, ten episode two week event where every character is in every show and like, it's just balls to the wall, insanity. It is everything that you would expect from a, a universe that has been on the cards for five years. Like, we need it. We need fucking Oliver Queen on the bridge of the Wave Rider and like Supergirl in Star Labs and like, I don't know, Barry in the Arrow Zone or whatever. <laughs> <The> arrow Zone. <laughs> Barry in the (laughs) office building that they (laughs) use in Arrow.
1: In the Arrow quadrant. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, uh, Oliver,
0: what set are we using this week? Well, it's either going to be this office building or the set that we have of my apartment or the set that we have of this warehouse or the set that we have of my Arrow Zone. There there are five sets in that show and The Flash is almost as bad. The Flash has, like, generic street set, police, police... uh, office with a giant mural, corridor at Star Labs, the elevator room at Star Labs, the engineering room at Star Essentially, almost every scene takes place in Star Labs.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much.
0: I mean, it obviously makes the show cheap enough that they can do really good effects. But, like, I'm interested to see how uh Supergirl takes on board the You Have Three Sets moniker
1: yeah. I feel like they
0: should just move Supergirl to Central City.
1: Yeah, like, I'd like that. Share
0: sets. She works well with Barry. But then you've got to address the, why the fuck isn't Supergirl getting involved in everything? Or why isn't Barry getting involved in everything? Mm. But maybe she'll... Like, they could just be like, she's got a thing where she's like, I work alone now. Like, that's it. Done. Although, I next season that. of Legends... Next season of Legends is all about the Justice Society from the alternate Earth where Harry's dad is Jay Garrick.
1: Yeah, that's weird.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm mildly excited by that.
1: (laughs) I don't know how. Stargirl on TV. That would be awesome, actually. I would be all over that. All over. Stars
0: and Stripe.
1: Ah, imagine if they had Stripe.
0: Well, what I think is what they need to do is they seriously need to merge all of the universes. Yeah. And I assume that's what they're going to do. If they don't, the universe, I feel like they're fucked up because you need like Supergirl to be able to be on Arrow. Mm-hmm. Like the episode of Arrow that has Barry and it is the Flash, where he accidentally unmasks in front of everyone and is like, "Oh, you knew, right?" And they're all like, "Nope, <laughs> we were government agents. We know that sometimes you keep secrets from each other." Also, she has every nuclear launch code and didn't tell anyone mm-hmm. implanted in her arm. What? Oh man, you missed out, you know. <laughs> Bill's wife has the launch code for every nuclear missile implanted in her arm on a microchip. Weird. And and for a significant portion of season 4, she's living in a shipping container on the back of a truck that's always moving.
1: That sounds like a fun life.
0: Essentially. If we can talk about the cool spy movie trope of, this is a plane that's always in the air, or this train never stops, or whatever. That's fucking cool. But Arrow <laughs> just did, like, the CW budget version of it, which was a big truck and a very small, thin set.
1: <laughs> Aww. I'm not sad I gave up on Arrow, I'll be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've missed that John Barrowman wig, and it's it's so important.
1: Oh, I'm going to find it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'll find... There's got to be, like, a gif of it or something.
0: I'm getting my keyboard, and I'm sending it to you in the Skype chat, just for your <laughs> edification. Uh, John... Barrowman, terrible, arrow, wig.
1: <laughs> That's a good search term. I like it.
0: There's just like, the, the terrible arrow wig has a lot of results.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And I imagine if you took Arrow out of there and just put John Barrowman, terrible wig, that would probably come up with quite a lot of results and all.
0: It's just kind of like loads of pictures of John Barrowman in Arrow, <laughs> which I feel like they've really fucked up by not having a bit where they call him John Arrowman. But, you know, whatever. <laughs>
1: He's going to be in the Panto in Birmingham again this year, so I might have to go.
0: Oh God, I would go to that. We had um, we had uh, Willow from Willow was in our Panto this year.
1: Ah, I am. Um, who was it last year? Oh, Ju- Julian Clary and one of the guys off that ship program reality show thing about becoming the next Joseph in his technical dream coat business. Oh, right. it was quite boring. There were a lot, an awful lot, though. Considering how many children were there, there are an awful lot of bum sex jokes, like an awful lot. Of... That is weird. It is. Isn't uh, it?
0: I can't spell wig, apparently, but two G's in that. Um, I just like to mock a Merlin wig to see if I can get anything. Maybe no one else was excited by this as I was. <laughs> I definitely had conversations with people about how terrible it was. I'm gonna have to just Google Malcolm and Merlin flashback and see if I get anything. It's it's not good. It is like horrible like mission impossible to tom cruise uh there's just loads of pictures of ollie's flashback wig with a hat on and it's just bad on so many levels
1: yeah i've just searched for just john barrowman wig and i'm just getting a lot of pictures of john barrowman yeah
0: some some of which is
1: in a wig but
0: i think i found if you look for malcolm merlin flashback the three out of the first four pictures
1: have a pretty good picture of this wig this is, i tell you what, tippity-top podcasts fair. To be fair, anyone listening can Google Malcolm Merlin
0: wig. <laughs> and they can join in on the fun. The picture of him at his wife's funeral is especially good. That wig is just criminal. My favourite arrow joke is that anytime time anyone is, uh, has a secret identity and they take off their mask, it's Malcolm Merlin. What's season one again? Anytime time there is a character who has a twist, plot, plot point, or has their secret identity. It is Malcolm Merlin. Like, the opening episode of Arrow, you're like, who's the shadowy figure that Moira Queen's talking to? And then Sean Barrowman leans forward out of the shadows. <laughs> and then, like, you're like, later on they're like, Tommy's father's a real dick. Who's Tommy's father? And it's Malcolm Merlin. And then, like, for a third of like, oh, the Dark Archer can take Holly down. Who's the Dark Archer? Guess fucking what? <laughs> It's not converted. <laughs> it's such a good joke. Like I didn't even realise it. Like my cause I also, watching it as it was on on TV. Like I don't think I've ever had more than one episode of Arrow to catch up on because I love it. But my friend who I made watch Flash was like, Oh, I'm gonna watch Arrow now to catch it so I can watch the crossovers. And he was like he was like, I just watched season one of Arrow with a weekend. Every time anyone has a secret identity. It's Malcolm Merlin.
1: <laughs> I don't think I, you're making me uh, want to go back to it, I'll be honest.
0: <laughs> I, I, I've said this many times, and I'll be very straight about it. I'll tell you that Arrow is not the best show on TV. It's not the best television show. But I think it's my favourite. I've been very disparaging about it, but I genuinely think it's my favourite TV show. I watch that first every like every week,
2: mm. like
0: above everything else. I even like it more than Flash, and Flash is whole hawk like unequivocally better.
1: <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I, I was just trying to think then what my favourite TV show actually is right now and I genuinely can't think of one, which is really bad.
0: The only show that I like more than Arrow, and it's hard to count it because Netflix, is Dale.
1: Ooh, yeah, that was good. Although, Electra can do one. She's terrible.
0: She had the same exact accent as a girl who I sit off, used to sit opposite at work. So it was super confusing because like she had that weird like I might be European but like try and guess it accent <laughs> and like what well, the first thing she thought was opposite me is lived it grew up in South Africa and then moved to France so like her first language was like African then France like French so like she has a really weird com- combination like international accent Ooh. and that's exactly the same thing that Electra had so I kind of got like a. Yeah, she's alright. Although the whole season two of Daredevil was like, Matt going, oh shit, maybe don't hang out with me. And everyone going, oh Matt, we need to save Matt. And he's like, no, I'm alright." Like, I basically like mega murdered like an entire gang. And like, I'm usually okay about it afterwards. And everyone's like, oh, we need to save Matt. You know, he's down a dark path. And then like cuts to a scene of Matt just, brutally murdering a guy in a right way like yeah. oh and he's just like still on he's on the floor he's bleeding pretty profusely and Matt's like I'm not gonna kill you
2: but you wish I did
0: <laughs> like really, really I get in there and Vogue like yeah I think maybe that's beyond saving and I'm like finally somebody gets it <laughs>
1: I remember watching that series and I was like, how on earth is he trying to take the high road over Punisher? Like, no, we don't kill. That's not what we do. And I'm like, no, but we do pretty severely maim and like almost kill, make people wish they were dead.
0: (laughs) Essentially, every one of the person who gets into a fight with or is in a coma, a wheelchair, or a grave. Yes. Those are your three options.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Those
0: red horns, you're like, yeah, just give me the cuss. Give me the cuss. I'll go in. Give me the to punish it. He'll shoot me in the head. <laughs>
1: yeah. Then I won't have to worry about all this nonsense.
0: I don't um, want to look at my children while I pee in a tube. <laughs> that's
1: not how it works. <laughs> oh, dear. I've just realised how long we've been gas bagging and uh, we've barely talked about anything that was on my list. You know, not that okay. that's bad, because, you know... I like my guests to talk about things, but... I'm a diverter. I diverge. Well, I just, I'm I'm not good at staying on track about things because I just like to go off on wild tangents because it's more fun. But I have movies that I wanted to talk about, so I want to make sure I get them in there. The first one that I went to see, and I saw it on a preview because I've got a Cineworld card now. Other cards are available, but that's the one that I've got. And um, we went to see The Nice Guys, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Everyone should go and see it. It's really good. That's it's um, really good, yeah. I'm I'm a fan of Shane Black movies anyway, and it's very much it's very much a Shane Black movie. Like it's really funny. It's got some it. yeah, it's got some grim bits. It's got some dark bits. It's it's got a lot of humour. There's like cool action set pieces. There's also a bit where it like I thought it was about to end, and then there was like a whole other bit. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was exciting.
0: It's good. It's just bang bang does
1: that. Yeah, it does actually. I love that film.
0: Yeah. Uh, I showed it to my girlfriend for the first time and was like, This is one of my favourite films of all time. You should watch this because no one has ever seen it. And she's like, It she, now is one of her favourite films. She's like, it, It's an amazing movie.
1: It is amazing. And I don't understand why more people don't know what it is. It always bothers me because that's a movie I always bring up at work and everyone's just like, Paha. Like they've never heard of those I bring a lot. What was that?
0: I bring up uh, Val Kilmer's Gay Perry a lot.
1: Oh. Man, uh,
0: without realising that no one has seen that film
1: it's oh, it's just so good me and Rich always watch it as one of our Christmas movies in like December times
0: it's set at Christmas isn't it yeah,
1: yeah exactly so it's fine there's a, there's a small amount of Christmas in The Nice Guys but not enough to class it as a Christmas movie unfortunately
0: Shane Black just likes Christmas movies because Iron Man 3 is set at Christmas as well
1: yep who doesn't love a good fucking Christmas yeah weirdos I mean
0: maybe Tony Stark after Iron Man 3 yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, all right, perhaps.
0: So you've seen The Nice Guys?
1: I have seen The Nice Guys, and it was really
0: I, good. I, I will tell you unequivocally that I tend not see it. They're, I live in a village now, like in the middle of nowhere, but we have a dirt cheap cinema that has two screens, and they're currently showing uh, The Nice Guys and Turtles 2, so both of those are on the list.
1: I was going to say, go see both of those. They're a solid choice.
0: I really want to see Turtles 2. Exclusively because Stephen Amell is in it. Yeah. not even remotely think about it. And let but he's in it, and mm. he's like my life idol. Uh, uh, uh. I
2: bet he's, uh he's really mad at it, uh, isn't he? Uh, uh mm. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is he like? Is he like a real personalityless, happy-go-lucky chap?
1: It well. That's it, what that trailer looks like. Yeah. The pro- the problem with it is is the Casey Jones in this movie is not casey jones of any other version of turtles in that he's a sort of i thought he might have been on drugs because he's very hyperactive and he talks really fast and he's like hey guys what about this thing the thing and you're just like wow what's this nonsense and then he's He's on roll yeah that's what i thought but he's also uh like a police corrections officer in it which is something casey jones has never been but like i don't mind them changing Professions, because that doesn't—it doesn't really affect the character. But in this, it just makes it weird because it's like, well, like, why do you need to be a vigilante then? But then he's also not really a vigilante either, because he does like—he has like one scene where he's doing Casey Jonesy type stuff, but it's only—it's in broad daylight, and it's only because April's in trouble.
0: So he's just a, a kindly stranger.
1: Yeah, a, a, a hyperactive kindly stranger. Yeah. I didn't like him very much.
0: <laughs> My favourite part of the entire trailer is the bit when Will Arnett is really jealous of him. He's like, <laughs> why aren't we with the turtles? Maybe we should be with the turtles? And like, Stephen O'Malley is driving a really, really expensive Ford Maverick or whatever it is. Um I've the name of the car now. He's driving an ex- extremely expensive car. Like, you can't afford that. Come on. <laughs> this isn't that, <bad> boys. <laughs> Anyway, I should probably watch that movie before I start addressing it.
1: <laughs> you should watch that movie. I enjoyed it a lot. It has I, it, it is not without flaws. It it's not without its flaws, but it is. It's enjoyable. It's very much more like the um the eighties cartoon than the like than the comics or anything like that. So there's like a lot of silliness, but I quite liked that.
0: See, I really liked the first movie. Like, I know it's not very good but it's like silly fun and over the top like a transformers movie like they just they're just they clearly everyone involved is having a great time Mm -hmm. and that's what i want out of that movie i'm not going to see war and peace or batman versus superman like i'm expecting to have fun
1: i had fun at turtles too (laughs) i was trying to gloss over that because i have talked about that ass length (laughs) and (laughs) <laughs> I did not like that movie. I want to go and see *Turtles* two again because it was good and I liked it. So there you go, thumbs up for that. Um, another film. Well, okay, here's the thing. Yeah. I keep mentioning this every episode, but just in case anybody new is listening, Rich is doing a watching a movie he's never seen before a day thing this year. Uh, I was like...
0: always watching *Enemy*.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing. Like, it got to a point where because he wants to watch like a new movie a day or at least the equivalent to that so like 366 movies this year because
0: obviously so he can there's... watch like five on a weekend
1: yeah like so because like he's going to a festival in July so he's obviously not going to be able to watch any then but like when he comes back he can catch up so we got to a point where he'd seen so many terrible terrible movies like I don't know if you've ever seen knock knock with Keanu Reeves
0: uh no but I I've seen the trailer <laughs> I know exactly how bad that movie is it's... I know exactly how many tax like claims, Joanna Reeves paid off with that.
1: <laughs> Honestly, it's like, it's supposedly an erotic thriller, but it is neither erotic nor thrilling. <laughs> and there's one scene in it where he loses his marbles, like entirely. Like, okay, I wasn't going to talk about this movie, but I will really briefly. The basic premise of it is that two girls turn up at his house, soaking wet in the rain, like, oh, our Uber dropped us off at the wrong place, can we dry off in here while we get another one? And they're like, oh, it's going to take 40 minutes. And then all of a sudden, they're like, trashing his house. And like forcing him to have sex with them, and then they come back the following day, and they like tie him down and do a rape, and everything is just like awful. And then, they, but every time he tries to like call the police or whatever, they start like smashing plates over their own heads, going like, "Oh no, look what he did to me when he done a rape on me!" And it's like. Terrible. But there's a scene where they tie him up to a chair and he just loses his fucking marbles and he just starts bellowing at them about how they came over to his house like offering him a free fucking pizza and of course he was going to fucking try it because it's free pizza! Everyone loves pizza! And he's just going mental and it's the best scene I've ever seen in any movie ever. Just ensconced in shit. It's so bad. Um, Have
0: Have you seen John Wick? aka have, the fucking best action movie I've seen in a million years I have
1: years. I love that movie and I love the fact that it just starts with a dog doing it like it everything in that movie happens because someone killed his pet it's brilliant yeah
0: now, now I have a pet I'm like fucking anyone touches Barry I'll take them out <laughs> I've got I've got my cemented over guns in my garage ready when <laughs> I had to buy them and then cement them over but like that fucking any Game of Thrones characters come near my cat they've got zero <laughs> chance
1: I'm really excited for the movie Keanu, which is apparently based on... Well, not based on, but, like, the idea of it came from John Wick uh, in the sense that it's about, like, somebody's cat gets kidnapped and they just go off on one.
0: <laughs> you know that Keanu Reeves voices the cat?
1: No. 100%. I assumed I assumed it'd be he Frank Welker because he just voices every animal or monster in anything ever. Um, Ooh. I had a point before. What was it? Oh, yeah. It got... <laughs> Got to a point in which we'd seen so many terrible movies that both me and Rich were getting to a point where we didn't think good films existed and we hated <laughs> films and we didn't want to use our eyes anymore. So Rich had the brilliant idea of, you know, we've both seen like two or three Studio Ghibli movies. We know they're good. We'll watch all of them in the order that they came out so that... Well, them, not
0: all of them are good.
1: Well, no. The problem, the, the problem for me was that it starts with Laputa Castle in the Sky, which is... An an alright movie, but entirely too long for what it is. Uh, yeah. And also, we're watching dubbed versions as well, which I don't think are probably as good. And James Van Der Beek is in that being terrible. Yes. Uh, his voice, his voice acting is subpar at best.
0: <laughs> Can we talk about how James Van Der Beek played himself in the TV show? Don't <laughs> trust the Bee in apartment twenty three, and it is a hundred percent his acting virtuoso.
1: <laughs> I, his his I sort acting of want to nemesis is
0: Kevin Sorbo. Oh, dear. And it comes up all the time. And when the girl takes Kevin Sorbo to a charity because uh, James Van Der Beek won't go with her, he gets really angry about it and he keeps bringing it up. It's so good. That show <laughs> is way better than it has any right to be. It's like Happy Endings level of I was really upset when it got cancelled.
1: I loved Happy Endings.
0: Happy Endings is possibly... The best, like generic normal sitcom. Yeah. Community is the best sitcom because it's insane and weird. Yeah. But like the best actual normal one, happy endings, it's so show. But we um, were talking about movies. And I distracted you again.
1: So. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I should get better at hosting. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we watched Laputa, and we were like, that was good. Bit long, but good. That's fine. Thumbs up. Then we watched My Neighbor Totoro, which I'd already yep. seen. Rich hadn't. Adorable movie. Slight... I had that
0: on the Blu-ray, ready yeah.
1: to watch. It's really good. It's like there's it's like little tinges of like potential sad bit, but for the most part it's like an adorable movie about dealing with tough situations when you're a kid. And uh, and I was like, yeah, I can get behind that. It's got a big fluffy d- adorable monster in it. That will do. Then we watched Grave of the Fireflies. Oh. Um <laughs> I don't because know I if you don't you've... want to watch
0: movies anymore.
1: Have you ever seen this movie? Have I you? I know
0: exactly what it's about, but I haven't watched it.
1: Okay, because I'm going to spoil... want to watch it with
0: my girlfriend so that she can cry more than I do.
1: Uh, okay, I'm going to spoil it a bit, but it's not really a spoiler because it happens right at the start. This movie opens... Now, I was told to keep some Kleenex handy because I was going to cry, so I was like, okay, I'm expecting sad. I didn't have any idea what it was about, though. Mm. So it starts with, like... This kid, this like scraggly looking kid, like obviously dying of starvation in a train, in a busy train station. And like, he just dies there. And then his spirit comes out of his body and says, September 21st, 1945. That's the day that I died. Start movie. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> immediately, I'm like, like, oh, right. wasn't prepared for this. Like, immediate, yeah, immediately, I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I, like, I, what am I? Uh, okay, right try not to cry noticeably so that Rich will not laugh at you. So I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm tearing up a bit, but I'm not like sobbing or anything. I'm like, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. So like the movie then goes like back a few months or I can't remember how long it is, but it goes back and it's like him and his little sister. So he's about 13, 14, I think. His sister's about five. And they're like, Coming home from somewhere when there's like an air raid siren going off because it's like towards the tail end of World War ii and so they get into an air raid shelter and they're looking around for their mum they're like mum mum where are you mum their dad's off at war so like they've only got their mum and uh, they, they can't find her in this air raid shelter and then afterwards they like run around it's panicking incredible. trying to find her yeah and it turns out that she's in they've like made a makeshift hospital out of a school and when they get there they're like yeah don't don't let the little girl come in because she won't want to see. What's happening? So the little boy goes in and his mum is basically in a coma, like she can't even, she barely open her eyes and she's literally bandaged from head to toe and there is blood seeping through <laughs> like every bandage. And the kid's like, what's happened to my mum? And they were like, yeah, firebombs. Sorry kids. She probably ain't going to make it, but we'll see. <laughs> The next scene of the movie is the kid going to the school fake hospital thing a couple of days later, only to see them dragging his mother's maggot ridden corpse out onto a pile of bodies to set on fire. Of course, by this point, I'm like, "Mm, mm, 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 mm." Like, (laughs) trying so hard not to cry. They get shipped off to their auntie's house. Long story short. They both die of malnutrition. Like they to- No, Well, she doesn't die. They sort of run away from her because she starts getting cross with them because they're eating her rations and stuff. And she's like, my family are going to die because of these two prick kids that aren't even mine. So they're like, fuck you, we'll just go and take all our mom's money to the bank. And we'll just like live in this little like, hidey hole we found. It'll be great. Except they're not really very good at managing their money. And then they just both slowly die of malnutrition. But the part of the movie that got me the most, there were two parts that got me. There was one where... Where they're they're at their aunt's house, I think, and they're having a bath together. There's a whole thing in studio Ghibli movies, and it must be like a Japanese thing that was done in the past where lots of family members just have a bath together. But they're having a bath together and he like he does this thing with the, the flannel in the in the tub so that it creates a bubble and then he pulls it underwater and then he like opens the flannel so it bubbles in her face and she's giggling. And I'm just there crying thinking, They both died by the end of this they're both dead by the end of this like that's all I could think of through the whole movie because you would think knowing that they're both dead would be like oh this isn't going to be shocking then but the entire time all I could think about was like they can't be happy that they're dying when are they going to die but the worst the absolute worst part of the movie is when she dies like she goes potty first and like offers him rice balls that are like she thinks she's cooked him rice balls but it's actually just rocks she's like have some of these I made them for you and then she just is dead but then And he spends the last of his money that he could have bought food with to buy a basket and some charcoal to burn her in. And I'm just influenced by this. I'm like, why am I even, what is life? But then Rich put the fucking icing on the cake by then going on Wikipedia because he was like, oh, I think I recognise this voice actor. I'm going to have a look. Looks on Wikipedia and finds out that it's only a fucking true story except the boy in it doesn't die in real life because he obviously lives to write the story. But in the story that he wrote, he dies because he felt so bad, like Survivor's guilt style, about his little sister dying and not being able to take care of her that he sort of wished he was dead. (laughs) And I was just like, Fuck this movie! Fuck all of you! (laughs) Like fuck life! What is happening? I was in bits, and the worst part it is, is that it's a fucking amazing movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the best films I've ever seen because, like, the score is brilliant, the acting in it is brilliant, the animation's gorgeous. There's and they do a lot to like, even though you know the war's going on, they don't focus on the war. So there's none of this like hero worship, or they don't like make make the west out to be villains or like heroes or whatever like nothing like that is happening it's just like oh shit another air raid's happening kind of thing like it's not
2: Mm.
1: it's not romanticized like at all as being this like big dramatic awesome thing that happened like it's just straight up like this is what happens to people and there's like and it shows as well how a lot of people change like became really selfish during the war and things, which you can entirely understand because, like, everything was rationed, you were losing family members left and right, you probably thought you were going to die, like, everything was shit. So you can understand why people were arseholes. But it's so heartbreaking to see. And, like, everything about the movie is amazing, but I never want to see it again. (laughs) If I ever see that movie again, it's because, like, I don't know, someone's torturing me for information. And I tell you what, I will give it to them immediately. (laughs) Cause I don't even want to have to sit through that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Trying
0: kind to of the point to do that when you were talking about children dying, and I was like, "This is really the right time." Get your soundboard out, Sam. Oh, you've got this. This is the moment you were born for. Oh
1: God! <laughs> so but anyway, I just
0: don't want to interrupt you. <laughs>
1: So anyway, then we watched Keys Delivery Service and everything was right with the world. <laughs>
0: that all sounds great.
1: Oh, that one's got a cat in it who's adorable, so it's fine. Like, that'll do.
0: <laughs> My cat's actually being nice right now. You may actually be able to hear him purring because he's incredibly loud.
1: Oh, I can't, but that would be adorable. I'd leave it in too. <laughs> but I can't hear anything. Uh...
0: So, I've, I've also watched movies. I do oh, that sometimes. cool. I watched American Ultra, so, American Ultra is a stoner action comedy, kind of? Right. So, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, um, what's his name? Lex Luthor, Jesse Eisenberg
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> is a huge stoner and the girl from Twilight is his girlfriend.
1: Oh, I might have seen bits of this.
0: It's great. It's genuinely really funny. So he works at like this convenience store or whatever and he's saving up and he's uh, like, buys fireworks from his drug dealer, who is um, John Leguizamo, but, like, he's constantly shirtless and has loads of tattoos, and he's <laughs> kind of great in it as well. And then Topher Grace is the villain in this movie, by the way. <laughs> so that's great. Essentially, it transpires that Jesse Eisenberg is a sleeper agent. Yes, this, I have like, seen this. In this CIA initiative to hide fucking badass motherfuckers in plain sight. But He's so high because he's been turned into a stoner that his activation words don't work right. So he gets all the knowledge and skills of being like a badass CIA agent, but he's still like a complete fuck up of a stoner. And it's incredible on so many levels. It's really well put together. It's Mm. well written. You can tell like Max Landis wrote it and like obviously he's a huge comic nerd. And you can tell that because he essentially has, like, the Suicide Squad in it. Like, there's loads of villains with really peculiar gimmicks who are all villains that have been turned to good by threats of being blown up or killed or whatever. Like, Walton Goggins is in it, (laughs) and he's essentially playing the Joker in a move that should have had him cast instantly as the Joker in everything. And it's it's really funny. It's It's very over-the-top and silly, and, like... It's not a long movie. It doesn't overstay. It's welcome.
1: <laughs> Do you know that's one of the things that me and Rich have discovered watching so many movies that sometimes, like a solid ninety minutes, is fine. <laughs>
0: yeah, <it> is. <laughs> like, even if that show, if that movie is longer than ninety minutes, it doesn't feel like it. it speeds along, mm. plot points happen with a, a disturbing regularity. Everything, oh, Barry, uh, <laughs> everything about that movie is great, and I would heartily recommend. I bought it so on blu on a whim.
1: It is good, and I would
0: heartily recommend it. It is very good. I've also watched Straight Outta Compton.
1: I have not watched that.
0: Now, I don't know, uh, you can probably tell from my voice, accent, demeanor interests that I'm a huge hip-hop fan. um, <laughs> from the streets. Yeah. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Straight Outta Compton really spoke to me. <laughs> uh, in all non jest it's a great film. It's 100% worth watching. And, is, uh, is it
1: worth watching if you know nothing about those people in the real world?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, my uh, my girlfriend enjoyed it. So, mm-hmm. like, she's, she's not even remotely into the hip or the hippity hop or the stop the rock or what have you. So, yeah, she's not into it at all, and she really enjoyed it. It's a really good film. It does gloss over a few, like, dirtier parts of their history, mm-hmm. but, like, doesn't avoid some of the other, like... Essentially, they gloss over the part where Dr. Dre beat his ex-wife.
1: Right. Uh, that does seem Dr. like a Dre bad is thing to do. a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so, Dr. Dre is the richest rapper that has ever lived. I thought you were going to say he's the richest litigious. rapper that he'd ever rapped. <laughs> well, he probably is. Yeah. Unless you count, like, Martin Shkreli popping off some bars on YouTube, which apparently he does. But yeah, so I watched that, and... Uh, I have purchased but not watched three Studio Ghibli films, so we're on the same.
1: Oh, same which track. which ones?
0: I bought Princess Mononoke. Good film. The Legend of Ariety, the Borrowers adaptation.
1: I've not seen that, but I used to love the Borrowers when I was younger. I'm excited to get to that one.
0: Yeah, my girlfriend loves the Borrowers, so I was like, "This is how I get her into the anime." <laughs> Sneaky. Uh, we've watched uh, we watched a few before, but she's like. She never fully pays attention. It's never really grabs her. Mm. Like we watched, to be fair, we did watch Evangelion, which is fucking really slow. (laughs) And like the the opening, like 20 minutes of the new Evangelion remake, which is absolutely gorgeous and really great, is maybe the worst paced thing I've ever watched. (laughs) Like I think it opens with like a five minute scene of the main character stood on like a subway platform, just kind of waiting. And all you can hear are, like, some crickets in the background. (laughs) There are no characters. There's no dialogue for ages. And then, like, suddenly there's, like, tanks and, like, giant monsters and stuff. But you really have to get through that opening. (laughs) Yes, that's pretty... I I can't remember whether I've watched anything else that's actually worth uh, a chat about.
1: I finally got round to watching Chappie. That's not very good. It's not as bad as I was expecting, but I think that's because everybody told me it was, like, garbage water. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But the... I didn't mind it so much, except that a lot of it is almost the same as short circuit, but with swear words. Um, ah. and, it's
2: got the other word. I was going
1: to say, it's and the rest of it, fast. yeah, the rest of it is like, the other word, just being the most annoying people you've ever come across in your entire fucking life. Like, her wow. voice makes me want to punch her, and I'm not the kind of person who likes to punch anyone, let alone ladies. But, like, every time she opened a mouth, I was like, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. She's so Irritating and terrible uh, But like The thing about I don't know what it is about me But I love a good Like adorable Misunderstood robot <laughs> I think
0: so Yeah <laughs> oh, the best Pixar movie
1: And, uh, yeah, and in this movie, there's a robot with an adorable South African accent who's kind of like a baby, really, because he hasn't learnt anything about life. And he's like trying to impress these like criminals, but at the same time trying to do like good stuff, like what his creator tells him is like nice. And and he's all misunderstood and that. And then Hugh Jackman's just barreling around looking beautiful. So there's that to it, you know, it it gets at least a star for Hugh Jackman being beautiful. The plot makes no real sense. But like they even have the obligatory bullies beat up the robot scene and that made me almost do a cry. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was proper emotional about it. I was like, why does everybody always have to beat up the robot? Oh I do. I
0: feel like uh, if we we're gonna talk about adorable robots, we should probably talk about all of the vision sweater vests. <laughs> and like is it crazy about that entire movie? Like so... Yeah, I'm just gonna dress exactly like your dad would. Like that's how you do it. Like, it's just like, the best. Yeah, this is like yeah, just a nice pair of khakis.
1: Oh, it's the absolute yeah. best. Green he's just. Jumper. I was gonna say he's just sitting there, cross-legged on a sofa, like like he's just a normal human guy. <laughs> but he's it's got like, that. He's not got a pink face. Like he hasn't got yeah, like a green and pink face or a gemstone lodged in his forehead. Like. <laughs> it's just a... You um, oh.
0: you read the Vision comic
1: I've started you... to but I've only read like two issues I'm really far behind on Marvel Because I sort of I put a lot of effort into catching up with the Hellboy BPRD, Abe Sapien Robster right. Johnson situation recently Because of what was going on with Hellboy And so I took a lot of time Just catching up on that because I was really far behind in that
0: That, that Vision series is just incredible Like uh, it's It's like really well written, it's dark, it's funny. Like there's just it's just nothing wrong with that. It's an amazing comic. 100 so recommended. Uh but no we are actually on comics. Have you on all movies or interrupted movies?
1: Uh no not really. I mean I was briefly gonna mention some of the movies that we'd seen that were making us wish movies didn't exist. So like movies to avoid basically which is like obviously <laughs> knock knock. We watched a yeah. movie called Maggie which stars Arnold Schwarzenegger as the father,
0: I this one—it's the Last of Us movie.
1: He plays like the father of a girl who's got like zombieism, but the zombies take like like literal weeks to turn, and so like right. trying to take care of her and that, and it's yep. terribly boring, like <laughs> terribly boring. Um, I almost Sorry. fell asleep. You can't scratch me. <laughs> <laughs> I almost fell asleep, and then I wished I hadn't bothered. And then we watched Casper afterwards, and Casper's a terrible movie, and I enjoyed that more, so, you know, there's that. Um, and then we also watched something called Unfriended. I don't know if you've seen this. It's, um, is that the one that's filmed in webcams? Yeah, it's it's basically the entire movie. is like, somebody's, like, laptop or PC screen with, like... I don't know if it is exactly it's, Skype or something like, like Skype open. Yeah, like, I can't remember if it was, like, actually Skype, but, yeah, and they're talking to people and stuff, and then people start dying. And... I really like the idea of it because, like, the whole setup of it with the screens and the different chats going on and you couldn't quite see what was happening to the people who were getting murdered and stuff. It was like, oh, this is quite, you know, this is quite an interesting idea. The problem with it is that the plot is absolute bollocks nonsense. The, all of the actors in it are bad, like really bad. Not one of them is even convincing as a human being.
0: The the main one is from Team Wolf.
1: The end of the movie. She is attractive, yeah, but she's terrible. At the end of the movie, is one of the worst things I've ever seen because, like, spoiler alert, it basically turns out that there was a girl at a party who, like, shit herself and someone videoed it and put it online. And so she becomes, like, a vengeful ghost trying to find out who it was that put it online and, like, murdering them. Uh, yeah. and, and the movie basically ends with her, like, murdering someone and then it pulls away from the screen. So it's, like, the only part of the movie where you're not seeing just... A static laptop screen or whatever and she like closes the laptop and that's the end of the movie and I was like wow what an anticlimactic piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad um, but nothing
0: and the reason you can tell that movie was written by like people in their late like, 30s is that they think, they think that teens use Skype
1: yeah and that like everybody's on like webcamming everything all the time like I've literally never made a video call <laughs> because I have a face for podcasting The final movie that you should absolutely Avoid if you want to have faith In movie making is uh, Anaconda <laughs> Holy oh, Anaconda don't want Shit John Voigt in this movie Is playing like a Pantomime villain with a completely Undiscernible accent because apparently <laughs> It wasn't enough to be fighting A giant fucking snake in this movie We also needed a human villain it's so bad. Why is Jennifer Lopez allowed to do an act? Why do Pit like did I'm he, does
0: she do something or setups?
1: She's su is she's she this movie.
0: Please don't use do that button. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just gonna continuously say some, some lines from Peter back while we talk about her.
1: <laughs> she's just bad. She's really bad. She can't act, she's wooden, she's terrible. Owen Wilson is terrible. I don't know who anyone else in it is. It's just so shit. The effects in it are like, like Sharknado levels of bad. It's just a Great. bad, bad, bad movie. Do not waste. And not like so bad it's good. You should watch it kind of way. Like just a, you know, it was only ninety minutes, and I thought I'd been watching it all day. Kind of movie. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. On that note, shall we go? Because I'm tired. Okay. Can
0: you give five minutes to tell you how amazing the is? Go on. Oh, it. It's the best comic that's ever been written. Hands down, no arguments. It's the best. Well, definitely the best superhero comic. I'll, allow you, I'll give you time okay. to read it and cast your judgement. Okay. There are a hundred issues, a hundred and thirty issues at this point.
1: So not much to uh, catch up on then. No,
0: well, it's been going for like 15 years. Uh, it's still like years where they shakes four issues, because the artist just is like, no, it's the point, but it's stunning to look at. So, yeah. you know, plus points. I think that Invincible is the only comic that's ever come close to taking me to tears. Ooh. Like a recent storyline, which you thought was going to be something boring and sensible and seeming like every comic in the world and others. Like, oh, the universe is too complicated. So essentially they did a storyline called Europe, where the modern day, near 20 years of the character back in time do the that he got his powers into his young body mm-hmm. and do this, like, full 60 story arc in the past. And, uh, and like, I won't spoil anything out of it. He's like, I'm going to fix the problems. I'm going to stop things before I am going to get this bad situation. And uh, the thing that sends him back in time to see him again, like, right, you've a few weeks here. You know what good you can do. You see how many lives you saved you know if you carry on on this path we've seen you'll save billions upon billions of lives and he's like I can't because I've got a girl I've I've got a fiance I've got a daughter and he's like even if I you know go and find my fiance and I get together again the chaos theory randomness of the child will mean that the child was born isn't my daughter I can't murder my daughter even if it will save the entire universe and like I won't even say that's a spoiler because it's something you kind of expect from reading the book. Mm. And then just, I won't—I literally will not spoil what happened there. But the next scene was heartbreaking. It was legitimately, like, I had to put Connie down and walk away. Oh like,
2: no.
0: I, I, had, I couldn't, I couldn't read the issue. I had to go back. I, I had to go, and, like, sit down and think about it and talk to my girlfriend about what just happened. And then I could go back and read the last page of the issue. Oh gosh. It's, it was just, I like, I, I I don't think, I think I'm moved tears by like three movies ever. the like that comic. Admittedly, it's probably because I've read yeah, hundreds of issues it, hundreds of issues it, hundred issues of it, so I'm involved in the story. Mm. But the way that it works is it immensely a comic in a book, so you don't need to read anything else. There's hundreds of characters, they're all important, they all have their own motivations, their own storylines. Mm-hmm. Like, but, Mark Invincible is the main character, and it's like I genuinely—I like, felt moved to like write a blog to put it online. Like it was like the best, the best thing I've read. Like I couldn't, I couldn't recommend anything more. I like if if you took any recommendation from me, it wouldn't be Watch Team War or Charlton, or it would be Be Invincible. Yes, yeah. have them them on the internet legally or was I legal and what well, your opinions might be on that and just read that it is mm.
1: there you go I'll have to add that to my list <laughs> my list of many many things that I'm probably never going to get around to reading <laughs> but I'll try
0: what I would i say you do read the first uh, three trades I think it's 18 issues mm-hmm. you they're really read there because he's got like it's like it's um Robert Kirkman Mm-hmm. But he's, when he starts the book, it's a very Bendis style. So he's finished it you can finish an issue in three to five minutes. Like, it's not hard at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I would, yeah, try, um, try out those first three trades, Cause essentially they give you this pretty good, pretty fun setup that lets them tell some interesting superhero stories. And then they flip all thing like to a point where you're like, Oh, this is a completely different story. I didn't know you go back and read it and everything looks different. And then they just longer. They go out and out and out and like they... They like a whole... They've like a universe that's not far off as complicated as the DC universe. Mm-hmm. In like 120 issues. It's just so good. It's Ooh. incredible. I
1: think my cat just
0: drooled me.
1: <laughs> On that note... <laughs> yeah. <Sam. laughs> actually in the episode. Sam! <laughs> Sam, where can people find you on Tinternet and that?
0: Oh, you can, uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you want, where I exclusively post uh, complaints to professional organisations and shops <laughs> and uh, sometimes tweets referencing people who I follow on the internet who are semi-famous or popular in hopes that they'll reply. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: almost nothing is my own thought or ingenious excellentness just like seeing Twitch favorited by people I like on the internet. Uh, I have, have a YouTube channel, which has a half-finished video series and a video of me putting together an X-Wing from Star Wars The Force Awakens. Nice. Uh, if you can find that, good luck to you. <laughs> I'm trying to start blogging on Medium. Again, not sure how you'd find that. Uh, I'm not familiar enough with the platform. I think if you just Google articles written about Invincible you'll probably find me, but I'm not <laughs> sure there's going to be a huge amount there. Right. Um, other places you can find me on the internet. Oh, I'm super active on Instagram, posting pictures of my cat. Uh, you can find my on Instagram at S D C H. That's oh. also where you can find me on Twitter. Have you? Although,
1: sorry, let, let me just go back. Have you got a cat?
0: Uh, yeah, I've got a cat. <laughs> as you said that, as you said, sorry, Barry looked directly up at me. <laughs> like... Like, as if i just, like, said, hey, do you want something to eat or something? Like, he's like, <laughs> literally, like, he's been, like, sitting licking himself for, like, ten minutes. And he's just like, so? Someone, uh, someone curious if I've got a cat? <laughs> yeah, I pretty much exclusively post pictures of my amiibo collection and my cat.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: So, if you like both of those things, feel free to be one of the eight to ten followers who do so. <laughs>
1: Um, you can find me at Stacey's Parlour on the Twitters, Stacey with an E, Parlour with a U. Uh, you can send emails to Stacey's Parlour at gmail.com. You can join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. And um, I've realised now that this is the last episode before the live show happens, which is kind of terrifying. Um, but come and listen to that. I'm sure I won't be too much of a mess. I will absolutely i not join the
0: Stacey's Parlour Facebook group. I can't believe that I haven't done that.
1: You do? I talk about Flash, like, all the fucking time.
0: I've been on two episodes of the show. I I don't know whether that's a big thing or whether loads of other people have done it like 30 times. But, you know, I feel like I should join. And so should you, listener at home.
1: Yeah, you should. We talk about all sorts of things. And I'm quite careful about not spoiling anything unless I put massive things to say. The spoilers come in and then I leave lots of gaps and then I do a spoiler. So, you know... Yeah, because I hate spoilers. Um, live show, listen to it at mixler.com forward slash SPCP dash live or, and, and or, give us money at justgiving.com forward slash SPCP live too. Yeah. Yeah. Liam
0: Johnson from Swansea. I know you've got that 20 quid. You can put that in the parlours account.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sounds I like- hope. Vendetta I'm just
0: hoping that someone who called Liam Johnson Lives in Swansea Is listening to this podcast In like eight years time is like Oh shit Probably donate You're alright
1: <laughs> I don't know if the Just giving page Will still be open then But good luck mate That's You're about just it giving.
0: You can just be giving
1: Yeah Just give some money yeah. To Alzheimer's Society That'll do
0: Yeah I mean that Obviously write Stace did it On it
1: Yeah like, Stace so did I'll it do.
0: Just send them £20 But but Stace did it
1: Yeah That'll do that will absolutely Maybe Included
0: Google Maps to like the British Museum or something just so just to like really get their go.
1: <laughs> On that note, I really need a wee, so I'm gonna go. Thank you, Sam okay. for being delightful oh sorry, I just totally had a little bit of wind. Um, <laughs> <Good> <laughs> <night>. <laughs> oh, why did I invite you back? I mean, thanks for coming. <laughs> I'll see you at the live show, listeners. Ta-ra! Bye!